Zero Podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells. Almost messed up my own name there. Uh, Happy American Thanksgiving to all those who observe. Um, Yeah, I don't actually know how many of you do celebrate American Thanksgiving. Maybe Art. Maybe my friend Art, who's half American. Uh, Doubt he's listening, though. Not a fan of podcasts. Beside the point. Um, yeah, American Thanksgiving is here. A Thursday game was already played. So plan for this episode. Currently, the Cowboys-Washington game just kicked off, so I will be watching this as I record. I will be commenting on any things that I point out, whatever, throughout the episode. Uh, I'll give you a pre- preview for the game, too, uh, while I'm watching it, but... Also, I'll start off with recapping that Green Bay uh, Lions game that I just watched, give you a preview for the Cowboys-Washington game that's on right now, and then I'll give the blind blind recap for Thursday Night Football, which is Seahawks-Niners. Uh, big play by Brian Robinson here. He's having a hell of a season. Uh, if you were to tell people what B. Robinson in fantasy would have broke off, uh, everyone would have picked Bijan over him, but good for him this year. Um, yeah, I guess let's start off with the, uh, first game of the slate here. Uh, Packers-Lions, Packers 29, Lions 22. Uh, Packers looked good. Jordan Love looked good. Rashawn Gary looked great. Um, it's nice to see this Packers team finally having things click where these mental errors that were really, really, uh... Sam Howell sacked. They were really hampering them earlier in the season. Uh, they're still there. There was a drop by Dobbs. There was a drop by Jaden Reed. But, I mean, didn't really matter on the day. Jordan Love, 22 of 32, 268 yards, three TDs. Uh, Christian Watson started the game off with a long ball of 53. He had five catches for 94 and one TD. Uh, rookie Malik Heath. Added four catches for 46 yards on the day. He, I think he only had one catch coming into this one, so good for him. Uh, Jaden Reed, four catches for 34 and a TD. Also added two rushes for 16 yards. Uh, this Packers offense is looking better. They're clicking clicking more. Uh, less mental errors. Again, I was as I was saying, they're still there, but everything's shaping up. Jordan Love, I think this was his best game that he's had so far as a Packer. Uh, even considering last week, too. But it looks like the Packers have at least their guy for next year anyways. I think Jordan Love would really have to implode heavily down the stretch here for him not to be the starter for the Packers next year. At the start of the season, they did kind of give him that two-year extension where instead of a franchise tag, it's basically just, here, we're going to give you that money, it's fine, whatever. Uh, yeah. Things obviously still not great for the Packers, but they won this game. They won this game. They are one game out currently. Obviously, everyone else still needs to play, but out of one of those wild card spots, uh, we should see. I should talk about this Packers defense because they also played very well against this very, very good Lions offense, which 
we'll get to that, but turnover and fumble after fumble after fuddle, fuddle, uh, fumble. I don't know who put butter on the ball before the game, but uh, not great. Um, but Simone Biles' husband, Jonathan Owens, uh, he had a fumble reception for for a touchdown. Uh, Rashawn Gary added three sacks on the day, forced two fumbles. Uh, the defense is playing better, but I don't know what else to really say about the Packers. They played a great game. They... Like, punch them in the mouth, really. Great job from the Packers, uh, top to bottom there. The Detroit Lions, on the other hand, um, not great whatsoever. But honestly, they never had a chance. Uh, This is from Jay Kuda Kuda on Twitter. Uh, Since AFL-NFL merger, the Lions are 0-12 on Thanksgiving when the moon is in a waxing gibbous phase. Tomorrow which is today, was a waxing gibbous. The Lions never had a chance. The moon was never in their favor. Uh, and I think it just that's what it comes down to, was not the right uh, shape of the moon, and the Lions just couldn't do it, couldn't do it. Um, another big reason for why they lost, other than the moon, Jared Goff in the last uh, five days has six turnovers. Just awful, awful. He had three fumbles on the day. Uh, all of them lost. Who else fumbled in this one? I know a couple of receivers, I think, fumbled, but they got them back. No, maybe I was wrong. It was just Jared Goff. So Jared Goff, three fumbles on the day, three turnovers, and that really ended up being the big difference in this one. They only uh, they only lost by seven, or no. Can I count? No, yeah. Yeah, they only lost by seven, three turnovers, very, very bad. Um, yeah, the and the Lions' defense just looks absolutely atrocious. Jordan Love diced them up. Matt LaFleur was in his bag with the play calling. And that's one thing I should add. It has been nice to see Matt LaFleur open the playbook up a little more, stop being so conservative, let Jordan Love with all of his arm talent that he does, that he has. And he does have a ton of arm talent. He has a very, very strong arm. It's just about whether or not you can rein in that ability and really pick your spots and hit the holes where you need to because who cares if you can throw 70, 70 yards down the field when you're not accurate with it. Um, but yeah, the Lions are, I mean, they're 8-2, and two, now 8-3, and three, uh, and their defense has not been playing well as of late. That needs to get turned around very quickly for them. Um, they're still going to make the playoffs. They're still probably going to win this division. They do have two games against the Vikings, though, uh, finish out their season. Again, I think that they're going to win the division. I'm quite confident in that, but things just got to gotta be better. You got to get out of that funk. Uh, but nothing was really going well for the Lions today. I think Amon Ra only had one target in the first half. He finished with nine catches for 95 yards, though. Uh, David Montgomery on the ground. Like that's the thing. Like statistically, it was a good game for the Lions' offense. It's kind of what I was talking about with the Dolphins, where they left points on the board. The Dolphins won that game, though, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, there's too many back-breaking plays for the uh, for the Lions in this one. I also think that they were 0 for five on fourth downs, if I remember that right. Uh. One for five, my bad, but still very, very bad, and 
those kind of crucial mistakes cost them in the end. Uh, yeah, I guess let's move on to the game that I am currently watching. Commanders at... Uh, Commanders at Cowboys. Lion is... I think it started at this th- minus 13.5 for the Cowboys over... Uh, total set at 46.5. Why would I give the Commanders a chance in this one? I wouldn't. Uh, this should be a convincing Cowboys win like they did to the Giants, like they did to the Panthers. Uh, Washington will put up definitely more of a fight. Um... 13 and a half, a lot of points to cover. They looked terrible last week. This could be Ron Rivera's last game, though, as the commander's head coach. I just don't know why, what's the point of having him still be in the building anymore. I think, I've been saying it all year, but the head coach in waiting, Eric Bieniemy, is there. Let him take over. See if you want this man to be in control of your franchise going forward. If not, you move on. Have it be that, uh... But I think Ron Rivera has just kind of lost his voice in the locker room. I think he's a little bit checked out. I think Jack Del Rio, the DC, he's on his way out too. He's also checked out. I think both of those guys honestly just need to go and see what the big shot from uh, Dak overthrew CD Lamb. That was a touchdown there. Um, Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm talking about Ron Rivera there. But um, the Cowboys are going to win this one. I don't know why they would. And I guess we'll see if that changes over the episode, but uh obviously I like the Cowboys. I think I'm starting Dak in fantasy this week, so fuck you Dak, you should have hit that long ball the CD. Uh let's keep going. Uh blind Thursday night football recap now. Niners at Seahawks. Niners minus 7 total set at 43 and a half. What a game we did have. It's always the case in the NFC where Kyle Shanahan beats up on Sean McVay. Uh, Sean McVay beats up on Pete Carroll, and Pete Carroll beats up on Kyle Shanahan. Now, the Seahawks did not win this one, but it was closer. The Seahawks played a better game than they have over their last kind of month of the season. Was it great? No. Was it good? Yeah. Um, DK Metcalf uh, was doing his thing, um, and I don't know if people haven't seen this yet, but DK Metcalf has learned ASL, American Sign Language, because he is tired of the NFL finding him for all the shit-talking he does. So now, when he scores a touchdown or makes a big play, he starts signing in ASL and just trips the shit out of whoever. Uh, someone found that out on Twitter, and I think it was like he caught a touchdown, and it was just like... And then he asked, or yeah, then he wrote in sign language that number 44 was his son. Uh, absolutely love that. Absolutely love the craft shit talking that DK Metcalf has. Um, but yeah, it didn't matter in this one. The Niners, the Niners defense still looked good, even without Talanoa Hufanga. Obviously, they are missing him a ton, but that front seven still did its. F- thing Fred Warner amazing Bosa Chase Young Eric Armstead Javon Hargrave all doing their thing on defense and the offense Brock Purdy a little bit of a lesser game than I mean his perfect passer rating game that he had last week still looked good did his thing made the throws that he needed to but this was a CMC running game uh big game for him 120 yards on the ground two TDs one on the ground one through the air um yeah Niners end up winning this one. Seahawks kept it close, though. Uh, 
and let's go into the Sunday games to preview. Actually, no, how could I forget? Black Friday game now. Dolphins at Jets. Dolphins minus nine and a half. Total set at forty and a half. Game is at three o'clock. Oh, I thought it was three thirty. Oh, I got to get home even earlier then. Goddamn. Uh, Dolphins game at three o'clock. Um, I know I said it last week where oh the Dolphins are going to kick the shit out of the Raiders. Blah 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 blah. Ah, uh, didn't happen. We left some throws there on the field. Now we're playing a much much better defense. I am I'm so confident that we're gonna we're gonna whoop them though. Like the offense is gonna play well. Tim Boyle, the Jets quarterback, who I talked about it on Wednesday's show, where in college at UConn, one T D in his nineteen starts there, thirteen interceptions, forty eight percent completion percentage. Don't know how he made it on to the Jets team, but he is starting for whatever reason. Ah. Uh, like, to say that, like, oh, like, Tim Boyle is by far a worse quarterback than Zach Wilson is an insane statement to say, because Zach Wilson's not a good NFL quarterback. But that's just how Tim, how bad Tim Boyle really is. Uh, I'm excited for this one. I don't think that the Jets are going to be able to move the ball at all on offense. It's just can't let up any explosive plays to Brees Hall or Garrett Wilson. Uh, key in on those two guys. I think we have a pretty good chance at stopping them. I think we're going to get a ton of pressure with our uh, front four going against this very, very bad Jets offensive line. Uh, and I think our offense will do its thing. Obviously, the Jets defense is very good, but we just have to not commit turnovers. That's kind of how the Jets have been winning games when they have been. You limit the turnovers on offense for the Dolphins. We win this game handily. Uh Dolphins are going to win that Black Friday matchup. Now we're on to the Sunday slate. Uh, game battle for the AFC South division. Who would have thought that at the start of the year? Jags at Texans. Uh, Jags minus two. Total set of 47 and a half. Uh, Texans won the previous matchup. Uh, was kind of a shocker in that one. Now the Jags are coming off a shit-kicking of... Who did they play last week? The Titans, right? Yeah, shit-kicking of the Titans. And I'm interested to see what happens in this one. Obviously, we saw the stats with when Zay Jones is in the lineup, Calvin Ridley goes off. Um, I kind of need that. I took some Calvin Ridley overs in the preseason. Would like for those to hit. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know in this one. This is a game where... This should be the Jags division for this year. Next year, it's going to be a completely different story with the Texans and the Colts really get, getting the rosters together in the offseason more. But the Jags are should be contending. They want to be pushing for a Super Bowl this season. That's kind of where they're at. And they should win this one. I mean, there's a reason why they're minus two, but I wouldn't count out uh, D'Amico Ryan's Texans team whatsoever. Uh It'll be a good one. It'll be a good one. I am going to be happy to tune into this one. Because uh, if the Texans win this one, they are leading the NFC South. AFC South, I should say. Right? Because I would put them at 7-4, the Jags are 7-4, and the Texans would be 2-0. and Yes, that would put them leading the division, which would be absolutely wild. Uh, a lot of people were clowning the Texans for trading away their first-round pick next year to the Cardinals. Um... 
it's working out for them. It's working out. That pick looks like it won't even be a top 15 pick. Very good trade by Texans GM. Is it Nick Casario? Is Nick Casario the Texans GM? Let's do a quick Google search while we're doing this. Nick Cas... Oh, Texans GM. Uh, he is. He is. Uh, very good job by Nick Casario in that trade there. Um, yeah, nothing else really to mention about in this game, but this is going to be, this is big for playoff implications. Uh, I'm excited for this one. Next game up, AFC North, Divisional Clash, uh, Battle of the Titans, Steelers versus Bengals. You got Kenny Pickett versus Jake Browning. Uh, first Steelers game without Matt Canada calling the plays. Uh, I don't know who's actually calling the Steelers plays. Uh, Steelers play caller. Let's see what comes up with that. Um, Mike Sullivan. Sure. So, okay, I guess... Yeah, so, yeah, okay, so it's Mike Sullivan. I don't think Mike Sullivan is the offensive coordinator, but he's the play caller. Let's see how that works. Um, apparently, he has a great relationship with Kenny Pickett. I mean, he'll need it to tell the man that he's not very good at football. I would love to see Kenny Pickett throw a touchdown pass. He doesn't do that very often. Um, this is going to be a terrible game, though. I don't know who's going to win. It's going to come down to which defense plays better, which defense for forces more turnovers. Uh, like the Bengals are still the better roster, I guess. They have the better weapons. They have also a very good defense. I mean, TJ Watt's the X factor for the Steelers there, but, uh, and TJ Watt also usually does very, very well against the Bengals. And now instead of Joe Burrow, it's Jake Browning. He should go to town. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be another very, very bad low scoring game. Uh, I don't even think I said the totals in this one. Uh, Steelers minus two, total set of 35 and a half. I will be definitely betting the under in that one. Uh, yeah, just overall smelly game. Uh, the Bengals are out of the playoffs, let's just say that. The Steelers, if they drop this one, would not be good for their playoff chances. So this is kind of a must-win for the Steelers. Every game's a must-win, but it's a must-win. It's a must-win. Uh, next game up. Battle of the bottom, battle of the bottom five teams. Panthers at Titans. Total set at thirty six and a half. Titans minus three and a half. Um, yeah, this is a game. This is an NFL game that's going to happen. Oh, what a bad drop by Brian Robinson! What the hell? Uh, yeah, this is going to be a bad game. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons and this Titans defense should wreak havoc on Bryce Young, who won't be able to do anything other than throw to Adam Thielen. Um, like, the Titans should just win this one. I don't know why they wouldn't. They're just better better quality roster, and their roster's not very good, but it's significantly better than what the Panthers are dealing with right now. Like, there's not really a bright spot to even talk about with the Panthers. They're just not good. I mean, I'll give credit to their defense. Their defense is doing what they can. Uh, I don't think J.C. Horn is coming back anytime soon, right? He's still on the injury report. Yeah, he's still on IR. I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, 
won't suit up for blah blah blah. Okay, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, this just flat out is going to be a very bad, bad game. Hopefully the Panthers. Let's just say actually, hopefully the Panthers actually win this one because then it fucks the Bears even more. But I would like the Panthers to stay at first overall because I am worried about another team that we'll talk about shortly, and they're in a very bad matchup. Uh, talk about another game very shortly that I don't want the Patriots getting into those top two picks. I do not want them taking one of these quarterbacks. But beside the point, beside the point, uh, let's keep going. Uh, Battle of the NFC South. Meanwhile, we're talking about the Jags and the Texans being like, uh, the winner of this one will have seven wins, blah, 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 leading the division. Nope, but this one's five and five Saints versus the four and six Falcons. Brutal. Saints minus two. Total set of 41 and a half. Uh, Falcons coming off the bye here. Desmond Ritter at QB. Officially. Um, yeah, this is one of those games where, yeah, this game matters. Have these teams played already? Because I forget. They have not. They have not. So they will face each other. This is this is big. This is big for because whatever one of these NFC South teams has to make the playoffs and whoever wins this one goes a long way for the rest of the season here. Uh, I think if I were, if, if I had to pick gun to my head, Oh, is Andy Dalton playing? I think the saints also coming off a bye. Uh, Derek Carr clears concussion protocol. I guess that that means he's going to start. That makes me honestly like the Falcons more. Just stop the check downs. Uh, yeah, stop the checkdowns from Derek Carr and you have a shot at winning this one. This is going to be a defensive matchup. There's a reason why the total is set. Uh, oh, the total's set at 41. I'm not expecting a lot of points in this one unless Arthur Smith figures out, hey, Bijan Robinson is an absolute weapon. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Desmond Ritter looks good off the bye. I guess we'll find out. Uh, Falcons at home, though, so I think that I will be taking the Falcons just because they are the home team here. Uh, let's keep moving, though. Next game up, Buccaneers at Colts. Colts minus 2.5. Total set at 44.5. Um, another game that doesn't really matter. Both actually, I take that back, because if the Bucks win this one, that puts them in right there with the Saints and the Falcons. Uh in terms of wins, that's just a whole mess in that division. And the Colts, that would put them at six wins, which shockingly has them almost... I mean, they're in the hunt. They're in the hunt. That's all you could ask for around this time is just, let's be in the hunt right now. Uh, and both of these teams are for different reasons. Uh, the Bucks play in a shitty division, and the Colts are playing sneaky, surprisingly good football. Um, I don't, I don't know about this one, though. Like... No, the Colts are coached better. They're coming off the bye, if I remember correctly. Uh, I think Gardner Minshew is going to have himself kind of a game. This could be a big Michael... Ooh, good pass by Prescott to Jake Ferguson there. Uh, yeah, I think that this could be a bigger Gardner Minshew game, throwing to Josh Downs and Michael Pittman. Yeah, that was a really nice ball. Uh, throwing to those guys, this 
Bucks secondary is very, very weak. They will be keyed in on the run game of Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. I and this Colts defense is pretty good, and I give them I give them a shot at stopping Mike Evans. Stopping Mike Evans, basically. Um again, no no real strong leans in this one, but let's keep going. Another this is probably the worst matchup of the week, and that's saying something because I talked about Panthers Titans. Uh, Patriots at Giants. Patriots minus three and a half. Total set at 30, 33 and a half. I don't know who's starting for the Patriots, actually. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't even think that they know. I think Mac Jones is going to start. I think, like, why would you play Bailey Zappi? Why would you play Will Greer? You know that they're not good. Mac Jones, at least you invested in him. Like, let him finish out the season. And if you want to move on, go after that. This is going to be a really, 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 really bad game. Uh, And this is big for draft purposes. If the Patriots win this one, that kind of pushes them out of the top five and might not put them in in the spot for a quarterback. If they... The Giants win this one, same thing. That might push them out of a spot for a quarterback, uh, especially after beating the Commanders last week. But I am confident that I will not be watching this game. I can tell you that for a fact. Uh, this is going to be a low-scoring game. This is going to be... I got to take the under with this one. I have to take the under with this one. I know I'm not supposed to be saying my picks right now, but I got to take the under in this one. The offenses are just so bad. And these defenses are still pretty okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We will... Oh, come on. You got to catch that. Uh, we'll move on. Next game up. Browns at Broncos. Total set at 36.5. Broncos minus 1.5. I think Denzel Ward will miss this one. Uh doesn't want the smoke from Cortland Sutton, apparently. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this is another... The Broncos are favored. Broncos also trying to push for one of those playoff spots right now. They're on an absolute heater right now. Four straight wins. Uh, and the Browns with DTR, I mean, they scored 13 points in a win last week. The Broncos are just better overall. They got a functioning offense. Their defense has been playing much better. Uh, but this Browns defense is an absolute force. If they just, you know, uh, if they force turnovers, things change very, very quickly. But uh, I don't know. It really, it really comes down to if the Browns defense can single-handedly win this one. That's basically how they've been winning most of their games all season. But I'm kind of on board with Broncos five straight right now. Uh, Russ has definitely been cooking. Uh, is he like actually cooking and using? Oh yeah, we'll let Russ chop this, and oh yeah, he can touch the frying pan. No, he he can make craft dinner and stuff now. Like he's working back into getting in the kitchen again. But uh, it's miles miles better than last year. Uh and this is a big test. This is a big test for this Broncos team because this is really it for them on the season. I think that they're, this playoff race in the AFC is extremely tight, and if they don't end up winning this one, that might be it on the season for them. Uh, but we shall see. We shall see. I think I'm on the Broncos. 
Let's keep going though. Rams, Cardinals, Rams minus two, total set at 44 and a half. Um, is Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup is questionable. He was limited today in practice. So I guess we shall see. Um, yeah. I'm kind of on my Cardinals will get back into the win column at some point, but I don't know. This Rams team is very weird. They're very streaky. They look great some weeks, terrible the other weeks. The offense looks good. The defense looks bad. The defense looks good. The offense looks bad. Uh, I'm, and it's just kind of what version of the Rams are we going to get? I don't know. I truly don't know. Uh, and it's like, what version of the Cardinals are we going to get? I mean, nothing's really, nothing's been fully in sync. Kyler and Hollywood haven't had that connection that they had to start last year where they were absolutely cooking. Tony Pollard, big first down run. Uh, but yeah, they haven't had that connection that they had at the start of last year. Maybe they get it going again against this weaker Rams defense. I guess we will see. Um... Part of me, obviously, why I'm leaning towards the Cardinals. I took the under uh, for the Rams' win totals this year at 6.5. I think if they win this one, they're going to hit that mark. Uh, if they don't win this one, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I guess we shall see, though. Uh, I need a big Puka Nakua game, that's for sure. But, uh... oh, was that a fumble? Uh-oh, Tony Pollard fumbled. Give Rico Dowdle the ball. That'll also be huge for fantasy purposes for me. Yeah, I'll just explain. I'm in a 14-team league where our benches are way too big. So let me just go to waivers right now and tell you who the best available running backs are. Uh, was that a Tony? Not a Tony Pollard fumble. His knee was on the ground. This app is so slow. We also need to just switch to... Uh, we need to switch to Sleeper instead of the NFL Fantasy app. So, the best available backs on season right now are Cam Akers, who is on IR, Daryl Henderson, who just got cut by uh, the Rams and re-signed to their practice squad, uh, Salvin Ahmed, who just got put on IR, Pierre Strong, Matt Breda, Craig Reynolds, Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman got dropped. Interesting. Uh, either way. Either way, not good, not great. Uh, so, yeah, we need to trim the benches in that one because it's just hard. So that's why I'm cheering for Rico Dowdle because I picked him up. Uh, and if Tony Pollard's fumbling the bag a little bit, that means better things for me. I don't think it'll matter for fantasy playoffs. But beside the point, what game was I even talking about here? Uh, we moved on to – we had not. We were talking about Rams and Cardinals, but I talked about that as much as I could. Uh Best game of the week? I'd say best game of the week. Uh, Bills at Eagles. Total set at 48.5. Eagles minus 3.5. Uh, again, this is one of those games where the Bills need to win this to kind of... I mean, they have a very, very tough schedule ahead of them here. I think they got the Eagles. I, th I said it last week, but Eagles by week, and then Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins to finish out the season. They have two, like, I'll give them two wins there with the Chargers and Patriots. So that would put them at eight on the season. And then you gotta be, you gotta be two and two against the Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, and Dolphins. It's tough. Do I think they can do it? I think that they can. But it's an uphill battle for them. It's an uphill battle. Uh, 
Eagles, on the other hand, they did just beat the Chiefs. Uh, big, big emotional win. Uh, there was a clip of Nick Sirianni in the tunnel chirping, uh, chirping Chiefs fans, and it's just, I'm not really a big fan of that. I get why he does it, but it's also just like, nah, not a good pass stack. Uh, I get why he does it, but it's just a little corny. I mean, that's just kind of his his shtick in general. He's just kind of a corny guy. Uh, but yeah, and the, the Eagles fans on Twitter are, oh, woe is me. People are, we're 9-1. People talk about like we're shit. It's like, you're first in most people's power rankings. You're the Super Bowl favorites right now. And don't, like, trying to play the underdog story when you're 9-1 is sad. It's very sad. Uh, there's a Rico Dowdle touchdown. Let's let's go. Woo. Um, yeah. So this is this is a huge game. Um, I don't know where I lean though in this one. I kind of like the Bills. I probably shouldn't, but I do. This Eagles secondary is very weak, and Stephon Diggs. I'm expecting him to have a big game where he kind of torches them. Uh we'll see if their offense can keep that same momentum that they were that they had going against the Jets last week. Eagles on the other hand, it's again, they're 9 and 1, but it's not the same as they were last year. It's different. It just is. You just got to trust me on that. But uh I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh 3 and a half, that's a lot of points. Uh that's not a lot of points actually, but so it's a lot against a Bills team that I think is still kind of right there. They haven't been good, but I think they still are good. I think that's the difference. Uh, I guess we'll see, though. I guess we'll see. So let's keep going. Uh, next game up, we got Chiefs-Raiders, AFC West's divisional battle. Chiefs minus 8.5, total set at 42.5. Um. Chiefs need to figure it out on offense. I think it's as simple as that. The Raiders have been playing very good ever since they fired Josh McDaniels. Makes a ton of sense. That man stunk. Uh, do they play the Chiefs close? That's that's kind of what it comes down to. I think that they can. I think that the Chiefs' defense is very, very good, and the Raiders' offense is definitely going to struggle. I mean, the Raiders' defense is, or offense has struggled for most of the season there. But, uh, yeah, like the Chiefs were turnovers and dropped balls away from really putting a shit-kicking on the Eagles, if we're being honest. But that's also, that's how you lose games in this league, and that's how the Chiefs have been dropping games so far this year. Um, The Chiefs are going to win this one. It's just a matter of if the Raiders are going to keep it close. I don't think that the Raiders will keep it necessarily close. They might cover but I think this is still Chiefs by six, Chiefs by a touchdown. Uh, yeah, Chiefs are going to keep rolling. I would love to see the Chiefs drop a game, the Raiders or the Dolphins to win this one, and then us be in control a little bit of uh, first, because first seed in the AFC would be very, very nice. Uh, we shall keep going. Sunday night football now, Ravens at Chargers, Ravens minus three and a half, total set at 48 and a half. Um, the Chargers aren't going to score points in this one. I can assure you that. 
the Ravens defense is going to shut down anything that the Chargers want to do on offense. The Chargers offense really just runs through Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. And Austin Eckler, not, he's a touchdown merchant at this point. Uh, I give Spills a lot of shit for saying that, oh, Eckler's the whole, whole reason why the Chargers are good. He's the best offensive player they have, blah, blah, blah. But end of the day, I know that Austin Eckler isn't a top five back in the NFL. Maybe not top 10. Either way, um, yeah, the Ravens' defense is going to feast. Marlon Humphrey will have the task of covering Keenan Allen all game, and he will be up for that task. Uh, I don't give, yeah, I don't give the Chargers a shot on this one. I think Brandon Staley is done as a defensive coordinator. Joey Bosa is out in this one. The Ravens are going to cook them. The Ravens are going to cook them, uh... Staley should have been fired. Staley should be fired after they lost to the Packers. He should be fired after they lose to the Ravens. Maybe they just give him the whole season. I would like to see what Kellen Moore can maybe do as a head coach, but, I mean, it's not like the offense has been really good and the defense has been holding them back. I mean, the offense has been the better, much better unit of the two, but uh, this is going to be a Ravens outclassing the Chargers in this one. And finally, Monday Night Football, Bears-Vikings, Vikings minus three, total set at 43.5. Uh, let's see if the Bears can put, like, two good weeks together. Uh, they look very good against the uh, the Lions last week. Justin Fields put up 100 rushing yards uh, on the ground there. And that's just kind of what he does. He's not that great of a thrower, but he makes plays with his legs. Uh, and Brian Flores loves to, loves to bring a ton of pressure. That should create a lot of scrambling opportunities for fields. Uh, I'll be interested to see how it goes. I know when Brian Flores was the Dolphins coach and we played Lamar and the Ravens, we got absolutely cooked because we just kept blitzing and Lamar just kept, okay, loop in and out or run around, oh, there's a guy wide open down the field because everyone's left in man coverage, basically, or uh, run around, oh, look, a ton of open space in front of me, let me run. Uh, yeah, the Vikings, though, the Vikings obviously losing last week, but have also been on a bit of a hot streak themselves. Josh Dobbs has been good. I'm, I don't think this will be such an easy win for the Vikings, though. I think the Bears have been playing better football lately. I think Justin Fields coming back. Uh, Justin Fields coming back is big for them, but I guess we'll we will see. I'm kind of leaning on the Bears in this one, though. I don't know why. I don't think that the I think the Vikings are good. I don't think that they're great. Well, obviously they're not great. They're they're starting Josh Dobbs, and Josh Dobbs again, tremendous story, but. He's not, he's not like a quarterback. He's not a franchise guy. He's, he's good, but he's kind of just a guy. He's on a heater right now. We love guys who play like that. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Gardner Minshew, Baker is one of those guys. Uh, I think that's kind of the level that he's at. And if he plays at that level, that means he's going to have a 10 plus year career as kind of a journeyman vet backup guy who bounces around from team to team. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, he's going to make a lot of money playing like that. 
But I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, I feel like I'm just bears. Bears, ah. Uh, and I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. Uh, and yeah, let's finish the episode up with giving out my uh, five picks for the week. Okay, time for the pick'em choices here. Uh, as always, I give out a favorite, a dog, an over and under, and a money line dog. Let's start off with the favorite. I'm going to go with Titans minus three and a half over the Panthers. And it really comes down to, I think both of these teams suck. I think that they're both bad. But coaching, Mike Frabel, they got the better defense. They have more players on offense that they can use well. Um, like, Will Levis has been the better quarterback than Bryce Young this year, but that's just because Bryce Young has nothing to work with. Uh the Panthers just suck. They, they're flat out not bad. I think that the Titans will show that, hey, we used to be good anyways. This isn't like the same roster we had from a few years ago where they made the AFC Championship game, but we still got a lot of those same guys. Um, yeah, and I think the Titans, I don't, I don't think this is going to be a good game, but I think the Titans are going to score more than the Panthers and more by at least four points, hopefully. Uh, my dog, I just talked about it. I'm going with the Bears. I I don't know why. I honestly, I don't know why. I don't think that, like, again, I'm a, I like the Vikings. I like where they're going. I like their future. But I don't know. I really don't know. I'm just, something's telling me to pick the Bears. That's the only reason why I'm picking the Bears. Bears plus three. Um... I think Justin Fields is going to have a big game. I think I'm going to bet his over for rushing yards. I don't know what that's going to be set at, but uh, I guess we'll find out. Bears plus three. My over, I'm going with over 48.5 Bills-Eagles. I think this is just going to be a fun one. I don't think the Eagles can cover very well. I think Diggs is going to have a big game. I think that Joe Brady, their new OC, will try to get uh, Khalil Shakir more involved. Gabe Davis has been quiet the last couple weeks, so I mean that he's probably bound to go off. Um, and the Bills' defense is good, but not great. And this Eagles' offense has the potential to be great, to be elite even. Uh, I, I just think this is going to be a high-scoring game. So over 48.5, Bills-Eagles. It's also just fun to root for the over in a game like that. My under, literally the exact opposite. I picked the over in the Bills-Eagles because that's going to be a fun matchup. Let's have a high-scoring game. I'm picking the under in Pats-Giants 33.5 because this game is going to suck. This game isn't going to be on my TV. It's not going to be on Red Zone. These are some of the two of the worst offenses that have been in the NFL over recent memory. We get Tommy DeVito for the Giants. Uh, we get, I guess, Mac Jones. They haven't said who's starting. If it's Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, uh, Will Greer, doesn't matter. Going to be a bad game. Both of these defenses have been, like, decent okay for the year. But these offenses are just, like, no one's scoring points in this one. The defensive, defensive players might score points, but under 33.5 for this one. And my money line dog, I'm going to go with the Falcons at home. Uh, I think if Jameis Winston was starting, i give the Saints more credit in this one, but... I'm not giving the Saints any credit with Derek Carr. I like this Falcons roster better. I think that they're more, they're built well. I like Arthur Smith more as a coach than Dennis Allen. Uh, I just think more, if you go down the 
matchups position by position or unit by unit, I think most of them lean towards the Falcons. So that's why I'm going as the Falcons as my money line dog this week. Uh, that'll do it for this episode, I guess. I am a quarter and a bit into the Cowboys game. It is Cowboys 7, Commanders 0. Uh, I've seen the Commanders move the ball a little bit, and then the plays have, uh, have stalled out. Uh, but, yeah, looks like the Cowboys are going to win this one. Obviously, lots of football to be played here. Do the where do the Where do the Commanders have the ball right now? I can't. Oh, they are in the red zone. Do we just stay on? Do we just stay on while I finish this red zone? I'll watch a couple more plays to see if they actually get get first and goal here. Sam Howell drops back. Oh, immediately pressured. Oh, that's okay. Seven-yard loss to Brian Robinson on a screen. We can end it here. If you have liked it, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.